My name is Dr. Patricia Hanks, and I am running for the District 4 School Board seat here in Aiken County. I need your vote on Election Day, Tuesday, November 3rd. I've lived in North Augusta and have raised my children here. As a retired optometrist, I have a vision for what our school board needs in this moment. We need to advocate for teachers in all aspects of learning and provide increased incentives. Teachers are our frontline workers. They are essential. They work extremely hard to both teach and ensure the safety of our students. They must be given a stronger voice and more incentives to bolster and value their contributions. Also, we need to increase the availability of tutoring and mentoring for students, both through community and service-oriented partnerships. This doesn't just promote our students, it also promotes the community at large. Finally, let's make sure our schools are equipped with 21st century technology. Whatever your opinion is of the pandemic, we should be able to agree that parents and students should be able to succeed, whether they choose to learn in person or virtually. If we can partner with companies to solve internet connectivity issues, that's an added and welcome bonus. I believe we can enrich and empower our school system. I just need your help and your vote. On Election Day, Tuesday, November 3rd, vote for me, Dr. Patricia Hanks, your candidate for the District 4 School Board seat here in Aiken County. Welcome to Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. So glad to be here with a candidate uh, here in Aiken County uh, for District 4, the uh, school board seat. Uh, as you guys know, I'm always excited to talk uh, to candidates, whether they're first-time candidates or incumbents. And so today uh, we have with us Dr. Patricia Hanks. Dr. Hanks, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Making a difference, uh, we partnered uh, with some uh, groups in the community to have a back-to-school drive. And so we had a chance to give out more than 200 uh, book bags and various supplies. And Dr. Hanks came out and actually... Uh, not only donated her time, but donated her money to that particular cause. And so we're very grateful uh, for that, Dr. Hanks. Oh, glad I could assist. It was a lovely event. Most certainly. I uh, just want to ask you as we uh, get ready to jump into this conversation, and I know the listening audience wants to know, what inspired you uh, to want to get into politics? <laughs> Good question. I will say um, I am in no way a politician. Running for school board for me is simply because I am and always have been extremely passionate about education. And I'm also a strong supporter of public education. I believe it works, it can work. Um, I am in retirement mode now, so I have time, energy, and the willingness to give 100% of service to Aiken County. So here I am. I, I certainly appreciate the, the distinction that you made. You know, when you said public education and public schools are wanting to be, uh, to be an advocate for that, I think that's uh, obviously a very important part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Even beyond that, when you say that you're not a, a politician, uh, that's something making a difference. That's uh, something that we identify with and appreciate here. Mm -hmm. uh, I know myself personally, I'm not so much looking for politicians. Uh, I'm looking for public servants. And so if you're saying that, you know, that you're uh, working in that vein, we are certainly glad uh, to know that you are running. Uh, for this uh, this district four seat. So we've already talked about, you know, why you want to uh, get into politics. I have to ask about your upbringing, about where you're from and, you know, uh, about your family and different things like that. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, Ken. So I am actually a native of Florida, uh, but I've resided in North Augusta for 25 years. I'm curious to know because I actually went to school in Florida. What part of Florida are you okay, from? Okay, South Florida, West Palm Beach. Oh, South Florida. Look, uh -huh. I... I <laughs> 
if uh, for those of us who know about Florida, look, Florida is basically two states. It's it's uh, South Florida and it's everything, everything else. Everything else. You got it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. My husband and I, we've been married for 30 years. Congratulations. Thank you. We were both active duty uh, naval officers. Wow, and you. For you, your service. Thank you so much. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, it was an honor to serve. Once we moved or got out of the military, we decided to move to the area, and we've been here ever since. 25 years, you said? 25 years. That's wild. In North Augusta, in the same District 4. Okay. Yes. Uh, we've had three children, all of which attended North Augusta public schools. They've all graduated from college, went on to receive postgraduate degrees, and are doing well in their professions, and we are enjoying the empty nest. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, in... You guys are empty nesters, and that's one thing. But just what does it mean um, as a as a parent, um, as someone who you know has had you know uh, your children to go through public schools to have all of them receive you know postgraduate um, you know honors and accomplishments? That's got to make you feel so proud. Yes, it, it, that's an understatement, Ken. Um, as a parent, you want to see your child do well, and when they do, um, it's just amazing. It's a blessing the hard work that you put in over the years to see that come to fruition and for them to be productive citizens in the world, nothing beats it. Nothing. I want to ask you this because obviously we have so much that we want to talk about, Mm -hmm. but how much, um, what is the urgency that you have to see maybe the success that your children have have had, your three children, and want to see that extended to all of the kids in North Augusta, all of the kids in the state, all of the kids um, in the country. Kind of talk to us about that and, and why that's something that's that's so important to you. Yeah, it's extremely important. Um, I not only care, of course, about my kids, but about the quality of education that kids are receiving everywhere. America, the nation, mm-hmm. you know, not as small as us as Aiken County, but just as the, a larger picture. Three words of my campaign, they're simple, but I feel like they're powerful. It is educate, period. Mm-hmm. Every child, period. Every day, hmm. period. That's yeah. great. That, I mean, it, that speaks for itself. And we, and you know, as as we're talking about your platform and you know different components of it, kind of tell us about that. Well, to sum up, my first um, priority, I think, is being a true advocate for teachers. Teachers are um, just the backbone of the whole system. Without them, <laughs> everything fails. So they work extremely hard to both teach and ensure the safety of our kids. We must give them a stronger voice and more incentive so that they know that we are showing that we value their contributions. I know, just to tell you a little story, um, that I am who I am because of teachers. My parents gave great examples of a strong work ethic and entrepreneurship because they both work really hard and they always own businesses. But what they could not give me was educational guidance or tools on how to navigate the system. The reason they couldn't give me that is because they were born in the late 1920s, Mm. 1928 for my dad and 1930 for my mom in rural South Georgia. Mm. So if you know anything about those times, you know that life for them was hard and that's an understatement i want i want to interject something for the listening audience Mm -hmm. that may not understand the times of course that was uh, during the time of the great depression which made it obviously in just a financially challenging time for all americans Mm -hmm. but of course looking at that from the aspect of um, you know being an african-american family and uh, 
you know, and like you say, and not only just being African Americans, but African Americans in a certain region. Right. Um, and so just the challenges were just so overwhelming in a lot of ways. And so I understand, you know, why you're saying that, you know, while they were entrepreneurial and right. obviously had a lot of, you know, pride, not just culturally, but familial um, pride and different attributes like that. There were some things that they couldn't necessarily, you know, kind of things they may not have been able to help you out with. Right, right. And, and it's that old statement, really, you can't, it's very hard to give what you didn't have. Right. Yeah, and that was my parents. So um, my life was guided by the hands of teachers, hmm. you know, and the older I got, I realized just how much of an impact they had on me. Um, for things that I didn't know, they saw my potential. <laughs> what I didn't even know what potential was. I know hands down, and I can even remember, you know, all the names of my teachers, but they guided me, they challenged me, and they nurtured me, which is what we all know good teachers do, you know. So I am forever grateful to them, and their voices, in my opinion, should always be heard. I want to ask you about this, and I don't know if you may have, you know, spoken with teachers. Um, we actually had a, a, pre, a recent episode of Making a Difference where we had a chance to speak to some teachers. Um, when you talk about them being frontline workers and essential workers, uh, to me, I think that goes without saying just independent of, you know, what we're seeing with COVID-19. But um, just talk about, you know, maybe some of the challenges that you see teachers have because they are teaching uh, in the middle of a pandemic. And just, you know, um, what are the concerns that you may have, you know, as somebody who is a candidate for school board? Just kind of take us through your mindset. So COVID has changed everything, for sure. the dynamics of the world. <laughs> uh, for teachers, I can really understand what a lot of them are going through because we really did not have, I think, a national standard as to what should happen. So it all came down to the individual you know, counties or districts, everybody's scrambling. So there are teachers who are prepared to go back in the classroom and want to be back in, and then we have those who don't. So we're just in the middle of everybody, you're doing what you can, we're all in this together, try to make this work because the bottom line is the kids, no matter how, have to be educated. Sure. It still has to continue. I understand another key component of your platform is making sure um, that tutoring and mentoring uh, are available for students. Kind of take us through that. Public schools are doing a good job at a lot of things, but there's always room for improvement. Um, I just think that the cookie cutter, one size fits all model that we've had for a long time needs a little dusting off. <laughs> uh, say if we start early, and this is on the elementary level, if you see a little one struggling academically in first grade, can we really expect success of that student in third grade when there's no intervention that has been introduced? It works both ways because even um, another student who may need to excel, not just the one that's struggling, if we see early that we have a little one who is a mini Picasso, <laughs> are we going to insist that that student continue to draw stick figures when we know they're capable of so much more? So I say one option would be to increase availability of tutoring and mentoring for students by putting out the welcoming mat. Um, there are a lot of local community groups and service organizations who would be more than willing and well-equipped to assist. It really matters. Establishing that early just embeds 
a strong building block before we are promoting students to the next grade level or sending them out into the world ill-equipped. Speaking of equipment, I think that is, I mean, technology is such an important part of this conversation. Uh, what are your thoughts on making sure that um, that our, our schools um, have the 21st century te uh, technology uh, to be able to, you know, to compete? Uh, not only for local jobs, as you know, we have the cyber center here that a lot of people are talking about, right. but also compete when you know when compared to the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, how do you envision that? Globally, it's absolutely. a global issue for sure. Yeah. Well, awareness and resources absolutely are critical. Um, COVID has shown us where we were lacking. Equip the schools to the maximum with technology. Partner with companies to help solve those connectivity issues. Incentivize and prepare teachers. Promote technology programs whatever we need to do so that everybody has the ability to perform with technology. It's accessible and virtual options are afforded as needed. That's good. I think that's a, that's a great attitude. And uh, certainly I think that's a, a very compelling platform. Um, as you know, we talk about platforms and platform is something that's an ideal, but the fact remains we got to make sure that we get people out to vote. Right. Kind of talk to the listening audience about the importance of making sure that even before November, that people are registered to vote, making sure that, you know, their ducks are in a row, so to speak, so that we can get out and uh, make our presence felt, obviously, in this very important election, but so many important elections that are coming up here in the, in the months to come. Yes, it's always important. And little simple things, don't assume that everything is okay or you're updated within the voting system. Check those things out early. If you haven't registered to vote, do so. People fought long and hard for the right. Absolutely. Your voice matters, whether you think it does or not. So it's extremely important. Absolutely. One thing I want to ask you, because you talked about this earlier, and I know this is something that uh, it's probably so compelling because you talked about your parents and just having this opportunity to be able to run, talking about your upbringing and talking about your parents. What do you think that it would mean to go from, like you said, just the your parents growing up during the Depression right. to now? Look, basically almost 100 years later mm -hmm. for you to have this opportunity to run this for school boards just, and even just with the success of your children and them you know, being postgraduates and, and those things. What does it mean to just have all of these things come together in this moment and just for this purpose. Yeah, words cannot describe. Um, my parents were always proud of me from the time I graduated high school, went on to college, put that title doctor in front of my name, things that they never thought imaginable in their lives to see their daughter be able to um, do those things. So this, I know they would say, job well done. We are proud of you. Do what you can do to make the fight um, or the road an easier one for any child that you may be able to reach. So I'm in, all in, and ready to go. That's it. And I, I think that captures it right there. Dr. Patricia Hanks, she is running here in Aiken County for the school board. She's running for the District 4 seat. That election uh, is Tuesday, November 3rd. Look, there are a lot of elections um, that are going on. This one here in Aiken County is one that is vitally important. We want you to be a part of it. But Dr. Hanks, we're so glad to have you on this episode of Making a Difference. Thank you so much, Ken.